It's not what you do for your children, but what you have taught them to do for themselves that will make them successful beings. And I truly believe that because it's the way you live your life, the example you set, your way of life, so forth. Whatever it is that you're showing and teaching your children is what they're going to live. And my husband and I were very dedicated into teaching our children to, you know, live their life happily, uh, follow their passions, like I've explained. And and I think that's probably one of our my biggest quotes that I love and really important for anyone out there. Let your kids love what they're doing. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. All right. Well, thank you so much, Francis, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So, so excited to talk to you today about your book, The Kitchen Alchemist, How I Became My Own Food Scientist So My Kids Could Thrive with Anaphylactic Food Allergies. Thanks again, Francis, for joining me on the, on the show. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? <laughs> great, great. Well, hey, before we talk about your book, Francis, would you mind just telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you've got going on right now? Well, I was originally born in Australia and born and raised there and then moved uh, to Canada and I actually became a nanny. And from there, moved to the United States because I met my husband, got married, homeschooled my children from kindergarten through to high school. And during that time, well, when they were born, we discovered that they uh, were experiencing food allergies and that's where our, our lives started to change. And what I've been doing over the past two and a half decades is actually um, I, I've taught my children how to manage their food allergies. You know, it's been a whirlwind of a ride just yeah. trying to figure out what they could and couldn't have because back, you know, 20 years ago, food allergies were such an uncommon health issue. And so it was like we were having to figure it out ourselves uh, along the way. So the basis of our journey and today I'm just improving on my, my skills and uh, as far as cooking goes and working to help my kids continue to thrive and, you know, live fun, enjoyable lives. And that's the whole purpose of my book. That's great. Well, we've touched on what you, when obviously inspired you to write it, uh, maybe you could just give us that high level overview of the book and maybe if others who are in a similar situation, how they might benefit from reading it. Sure. Well, my book is available on Amazon, um, both in Kindle and ebook, and it's actually a combination of a memoir cookbook. So it tells our story and our journey with food allergies and things that we have experienced. And each member of the family shares their own unique story of what it felt like, what they've been doing in their lives and how they've thrived. And then the other half of the book is comprised of recipes that I have created over the years or recipes my mom has given me where I've substituted things so that it would work for my children and was safe and still delicious. So um, that's the basis of my book. Okay, awesome. Could you touch on uh, just anaphylactic food allergies, that part of it? Uh, just what does that exactly mean for you in the book? 
I don't address that too highly because the purpose of my book is to just share how we've managed, despite the food allergies, how we've managed to, you know, eat out, to travel, to do the things that, you know, helped us as a family work on it together and introduce it to friends and family. And so that life wasn't going to be crazy or abnormal. It was simply going to be what it is and we move through it. Yeah. Uh, now I've forgotten. I lost my train of thought of the next thing I was going to say. No, I was just. Well, I was just wondering how did you go through the process of figuring out who was maybe allergic to what, and and then how did you adapt from there? I guess. Well, with my firstborn, he was always having stomach pains. He wouldn't sleep well. He, there were so many unusual symptoms that every time he went to the doctor, they'd go, "He's sick again. What's up now?" You know, yeah. um, that kind of thing, and. The conclusion from all of this was that there was something more to it. We finally had found a new pediatrician who put us on to saying, you need to do some blood work. There is something going on. And that's when he introduced us to the idea of food allergies, then put us on to an amazing food allergist that we found where we lived in Southern California. And he was incredible. And he helped us with our children. And as far as how we discovered that they had food allergies, um, it, it was almost instant. There were some times they would consume things and they'd get the runny nose. They'd be coughing or, you know, like with my daughter, for instance, everything that my her sibling was allergic to, you know, I would keep her away from because I didn't want there being any cross-contamination when they were little. Yeah. And I didn't realize that my daughter was allergic to fish and my son had eaten fish and he was fine. So we had given her fish, she was about two years old, and she ended up after a little while just started, you know, she was on the floor grabbing her throat and just gasping for air. And that was just a a very frightening time. But we kind of, this was when we really started thinking, oh my gosh, could our second child be allergic? And so we took her in to have her allergy tested as well. And, And it was almost like when we found out about food allergies, that a lot of the food allergies was almost trial and error with some of them. I mean, we kept away from the things that the doctors suggested that they were um, allergic to or anaphylactic to. And there is a big difference between food allergies and anaphylactic. So, I mean, that's basically what we did. And then when my third son was born, um, we immediately thought, okay, we're going to have to look at this in another way and not just introduce him to foods where we think he would be okay. I just uh, had him allergy tested once he was able to start consuming food and we discovered he had food allergies too. Wow. Okay. I'm curious about the food allergy process because I've actually had some health conditions myself that I've overcome. I wrote about it in my book and just curious what type of food allergy test did you, were you prescribed, I guess, by the doctor that you, you know, highly recommended there? What process was that? Well, we had originally, we started off with blood work. Then we had the uh, skin test, which they do the patch test um, okay. with a little bit of prick of food on your back with, you know, like a hundred uh, different okay. foods. And then we've also done, we've gone to see homeopathic and naturopath doctors where they've done different testing based on, you know, this machine, which it will detect um, whether your levels are high or so forth. We've done the full body testing mm-hmm. and all blood work. I mean, there's there's different kind of blood works to do, and we've done all of them. We also did the ALCAT test, which was very expensive, but gave us another insight. And after a while, that, that was probably 
which is where it threw me over the edge because then it was like everything else started coming into the forefront and we were told they need to stay away from this and stay away from that and stay away pretty much from everything. So they were <laughs> very limited and wow. in the kitchen definitely became a challenge, but we moved through it and today they can eat a lot more things that they couldn't when they were little. So, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Did you Come find on. that these uh, tests, were they complementary to each other or did they contradict each other? Or what was there a, a test that you would recommend for someone, say, just listening now at home that was affordable? Is there a, is there a good test out there that, that someone could take? Because I think food allergies is a big thing for a lot of people who may not even realize they have, have them. Well, like with the blood work, I mean, everyone has, like the IGAs will always be high because whether it's, uh, you know, seasonal allergies or something like that. So that's going to give you a false negative. Uh, or false positive, I should say. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it can work out uh, really well and give you um, some kind of results. And then there's the skin tests, which are more immediate, but at the same time is only a surface test. So you never know what the person would really be experiencing if they ingested a food. So again, you know, you can't really get a true result from that. And then there's all the other homeopathic tests that we did and then uh, diets and so forth. So it's very hard one to yeah. say which one's going to work and which doesn't. Every person reacts differently. Got Everyone it. experiences it differently. And each of my children did as well. Got it. Okay. Very interesting. Well, Francis, I wanted to ask if there was one thing that the listener or the reader could take away from your book, The Kitchen Alchemist, what would you say that would be? I would definitely say that despite having food allergies, your child, your loved one, whoever it is, can go through life and experience wonderful things in their life. They can follow their passions. They can travel. They can do almost anything and everything that anyone else does. They can, of course, they're going to be limited to foods and things like that. But it's like my husband and I, we just believed in teaching our kids from the get-go that they are capable of doing anything they want, follow their passion. And when you have them working on something that they love, they find that the most important thing you know food is a big social thing but we mm -hmm. taught them to follow what what's in their heart and and i think that's really important for the kids you've got to make them feel excited about other things and not just think about food all the time if that yeah. makes any sense <laughs> yeah i think about those positive things that they are yeah. still able to to do or to experience right <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah awesome well Francis, I always think writing a book is a big deal and uh, congrats again on it because I, I feel that it is uh, definitely in my heart that it takes a lot of work, right? And so I wondered who has influenced you the most to be who you are today to have said, hey, I'm going to write this book, The Kitchen Alchemist, and get it out there. Well, I've definitely had a lot of people come into my life who have been very supportive and influential. You know, my, my mother, my husband, he's always been encouraging um, and he always kept telling me, yes, you should write this book. Mm. And then, you know, I've had my mentors and even friends on the side say, telling me, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to get your story out because yours is different. Even though so many people out there experience food allergies everyone does experience it differently. And yes. my book isn't describing the ins and outs of food allergies. It's basically our story. So I would definitely have to say my, my mum, my husband and my mentors. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Francis, what about a particular failure in your life that you've overcome or something that you learned from? I believe, you know, some of those failures are a lot of times our biggest teachers. So anything you'd like to share today? 
I would have to say it would be with cooking with my kids. It was um, very challenging at first to figure out, you know, because each of them had different food allergies, but they also had similar food allergies. Mm. And so it was always, um, you know, making sure there was no cross-contamination. There was, you know, that I wasn't giving one something that the other shouldn't have and and so forth. And I remember one time my mom and I were cooking in the kitchen and I made this huge pot of uh, pasta sauce for my kids and we had a, a separate sauce for my husband and because he liked cheese so I made him special cheese meatballs and we were always very careful but it was just this one time because there was so much going on yeah. I ended up picking up the incorrect spoon and stirring my kids pot and I was like oh my gosh what did I do and it's like there was no way on this planet I was gonna you know even let them try any of that so that went down the drain pretty much and I just had to start again so I think my thing is with all the foods that I have prepared for my kids and I have learned that it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to throw that out and start again it's okay because I found felt like I punished myself a lot when I made errors, when I, you know, gave something to my child, which I thought they were good with or what I used to be fine with, and then they reacted. And so I think the biggest thing that I can tell someone is that, you know, sometimes failure wakes you up and sometimes just got to be kind to yourself and know you're doing the best you can. Yeah. Love that message, Francis. Thank you for sharing it. What about a, about a favorite quote, something that inspires you often perhaps or something that you live by? Well, I, have a, I love Neville Goddard, so I have a lot of his quotes that I love. But in my book, I've actually got it here right here. In my book, I have one quote that's on the front of my page um, when you open up the book, and it's by the columnist Ann Landers. And she wrote, it's not what you do for your children, but what you have taught them to do for themselves that will make them successful beings and I truly believe that because it's the way you live your life the example you set your way of life so forth whatever it is that you're showing and teaching your children is what they're going to live and my husband and I were very dedicated into teaching our children to you know live their life happily uh, follow their passions like I've explained and, and so forth and I think that's probably one of our my biggest quotes that I love and really important for anyone out there let your kids love what they're doing yeah love that quote thank you for sharing it well francis let's talk a bit more about the book writing process firstly i'm always curious about what authors go through and you know to have to overcome mentally to to write and publish a book and hit that publish button and a lot of times that through the process we have a lot of fear and doubt and i wondered if that was part of the process for you and if so what did you do to help overcome fear and doubt along the way Oh, I definitely did have some fear and doubt. Uh, I think the biggest part was, do I really want to put this book out there? Does, do I want everyone to read our story and know what we experienced? Yeah. Um, you know, the fear was there. And it's like, you know, if, when I was going through it all and uh, editing it uh, again, and then I had an editor go over it with me. And it's like I sat down with my kids and my husband sure you want this published. I mean, it's like I read the book to them again and they're going, yes, mom, it's okay. You know, <laughs> we want to help people, even if it's one person. And inside of me as a mom, it's like, oh my gosh, do I really want to share that? And I think that was my biggest stepping stone. Once I did that and I realized, okay, this is this will make a difference, hopefully, you know. 
that was one of my things. And then it's like the editing process. You know, you're down at the crunch time and it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to go over this. I don't want this story in there or I want this part deleted. And it was like last minute changes and things like that. So that, yeah. got, that got kind of hairy, but it was fun. It was fun because I, it was like birthing another baby. You know, <laughs> you're tending to it and you want it to be perfect, you know. Yeah, so absolutely. That's what I experienced, yeah. Awesome. Well, you made it through it, obviously, and you, you uh, got it out there. So I'm glad you did. I'm sure it's helping people. So well done. What about any other tips or tricks that you could share with the listeners if they were interested in writing a book? Something maybe that you didn't know before you started writing that you know now? Well, one of the things I, I have found is that um, when you do want to start writing a book, you know, don't start thinking about what's my title going to be because once you have written your book, the title changes mm-hmm. because you realize the content is different. I think my first point is to start listing off your chapters and then as you put the ti- you know, each of your chapters down, start taking notes about what each chapter will contain and you kind of go from there and, and, and build it up. And I found that had been very helpful with that. Yep, great tips. What about writer's block? Did you experience that while writing your book, The Kitchen Alchemist, or what did you do to help overcome that? I did have writer's block and sometimes I would go, oh my gosh, I don't know how to put this in words or I don't know what to say. And, you know, sometimes I would just uh, walk away from the computer, walk away from my pen and paper. And I usually carried a piece of paper with me all the time in a notebook and so forth. But sometimes walking away and getting some fresh air helped me, you know, because then I wasn't just focused on that. But then there were some days that I could sit and write for a long time and get it all done. So I, I think, again, at the same time, I think just taking that time away helped me. But I also know that if you, well, I found too that sometimes you just got to sit down and write. And even if it doesn't sound good, just write. Because then later on, I was able to transform a lot of things that I wrote. You know, I mean, there were even instances when I've written things and I've just gone, and I, I thought I saved it and it disappeared. And I still cannot find that chapter. Oh, I was wow. like, oh my gosh, what did I do with it? I had my son searching my computer. Oh no. So I had to redo it again. And it was actually a great experience because it changed the way that chapter was. And it changed. I kind of like shortened it and got more to the point instead of a lot of, you know, little bits and pieces that really didn't need to be in there. So, you know, when that happens, I think that's, you know, it's all part of the creativity, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Great tips. Well, now that the book is out there, Francis, what would you say has been the best part about writing a book and becoming an author to you? Well, it's definitely one thing that I uh, accomplished um, in my life because I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to travel. I mean, so many things, but writing my book was one thing I've wanted to do ever since I was a little kid you know it's just uh it just feels great and it being that it's a memoir it's like i've always said to my kids you know this is kind of like a gift to you guys so something you guys will always have and hopefully treasure and but i think it's been a family project from the (laughs) get-go fun yeah i bet it's brought you guys closer yeah well if you could uh, step into my shoes and ask yourself something I didn't what would that be or if there was anything else that you'd like to share what would you like to say Well I know uh, I have a lot of other tips and ideas and things that uh, worked for me as a mom as a parent and then even 
you know, with for my children. And I know each family or person experiences um, food allergies different, but I'm hoping that some of the tips that I have in, in my book may help someone. And, you know, my egg substitutes, you know, I've, it's actually even evolved since I've written the book and changed it somewhat, but I, I found a lot of substitutes out there are just so easy to find now. Whereas 20 years ago, there wasn't anything. So yeah, yeah definitely. The, I, I think there's some tips and ideas in here that may help people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, definitely want to encourage our listeners to go pick it up. The Kitchen Alchemist and really appreciate you being on the show, Francis. Thank you for just being bold enough to write your book and um, you know, for coming on the show and sharing your story and want to leave the listeners with where they could connect with you online and maybe a little bit more about what you're up to next. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you very much, Erin. This has been fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyed it. They can connect with me on Facebook. It's with Cooking with the Kitchen Alchemist and also on Instagram, the Kitchen Alchemist book, Twitter. And then also I have a, a website with some information about my book and where you can purchase it. And um, as far as what I'm up to next, I've decided that, you know, cooking for your family, you find, um, you know, you create all these recipes or create foods and make them taste a certain way that is not only pleasing and delicious and that kind of stuff, but it's safe for your family. And I decided I wanted to expand on that and have enrolled in some culinary classes because I want to now spruce things up a little bit and um, more than just flavorful. So that's what I'm working on next. And um, hopefully there'll be, you know, great improvements in um, my creations and pictures that I post. Amazing. Thank you. We'll keep up the amazing work and all the best in your continued success and uh, with your family and really appreciate you being on the show again, Francis. Thank you very much, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 